Okay. Supposedly, but that, that I just wanted that to be a preface. Like, we don't necessarily have to include it in the intro. We can cut it at some point. Yeah, yeah. I'll just share it with you to set the set the vibe. Icebreaker. And, yeah. Um, okay. And can you remind me who you wrote to? So this guy Ivan Teller. Mm-hmm. I just found him on YouTube one time. For me, it's like there's a certain. I just. You know, he's an extraterrestrial. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he talks about like reincarnation and stuff like that. He talks from a certain cosmology, but he's basically a channeler, and. Oh right, right. Yeah. He so has he a YouTube. channels. Yeah. I don't know how. Like, I'm sure he told his whole story of how how he got started. Like, he's from a some place in the south like he lives in florida now but um seems like a nice guy like he works some regular job and then he does this streaming for like two or three hours at night like after he gets home and um like he'll do like three hour shows thereabout and sometimes it's like a single entity or sometimes it's different different entities but he channels them one by one and people get to ask them questions oh my god and wait sorry if i missed this is it ever live yeah, I think he does. Yeah, he does those live streams pretty much every night, which is so crazy. Like, it's like he doesn't have a life. Does he go on TikTok live? I don't think he's on TikTok. That's just my guess. Oh, I know man. he's on YouTube. Okay. But you could look him up. Um, yeah. I he should go him. on TikTok live. Yeah. I watch that every night, like a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. I would good. watch someone channeling an extraterrestrial. Yeah. Am I saying that right? An ET, I'll just say. Yeah. <laughs> I think those are both acceptable terms. <laughs> so wait, you wrote to him and or them, and what did, what did you ask? Yeah, what did so, you ask them? Um, well, I did it one time a year a year or two ago, mm-hmm. and um, uh, that was a little more personal, like like a direct message about a family member who had passed away, mm. um, a message for my mom. So, um, it, like she did take it well, like it, d- it did seem, but it wasn't like super specific. So somebody who's skeptical could say like, oh, well, that's just a general message. It's not mm. saying something like specific where it's like making you think it's the person. But I think for him, for this guy, Ivan, who does the channeling, it's more, it was more so him getting a message and like a feeling kind of, and translating that message into typing in an email. Hmm. So I guess that's how I see it. It's just like, maybe it is a message from the entity that you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, just full disclosure, it wasn't anything proof wise that was like from that person. But Hmm. that's fun though. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a nice, it's like almost like a fortune telling kind of thing. Yeah. But like more specific. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I just saw the way, the way he talked about things and gave messages to other people. I was just interested. Wow. Yeah. For a while, it was like, oh, this person, you can ask this, like, these people are all asking this entity or some person that they want channeled, like, for life advice and stuff, and uh, and it got me thinking. I was like, oh, I don't have any questions that I just want to ask an entity or this person that can channel any information, supposedly. So it got me thinking. I was like, oh, what question would I ask if I could ask any question? So, mm-hmm. um, But, yeah, it was mostly about life advice in the past. It, it was like this financial clearing, like energy clearing where he did a clearing for your energy, like in a recording 
and also told you how you were doing gave me like a little message about finances nice yeah so um so this question was message for me from neville goddard who's that this thinker um like a new age thinker oh. in the early 1900s okay i'm looking at a book here um magician of the beautiful by mitch horowitz yeah yeah mitch horowitz is a big like esoteric author these days he's like 40 or 50 in his 50s or so oh very hip an introduction to neville goddard Mm -hmm. so wait who's neville goddard so he's this guy he lived from like 1905 or so till like 1972 Uh when he died and gosh like i i just heard like one person talking about him and like i don't think he's the be all end all but he just tried to teach a certain method of imagining things in order to manifest them basically oh and he had an interpretation of the bible that was saying that god and christ is a metaphor for your own imagination like in that that is god right right like, right because it's like limitless and stuff and i was then, yeah. just thinking in the bathroom earlier mm-hmm. that i didn't really know how to bring it up but i had been hearing that there's a different way that we can decode the bible yeah because I was raised Catholic, you know, mm-hmm. and I was just thinking, you know, it's been coming up a lot, a lot of familiarities. Yeah. Anyway, this guy, it says on the back of the book, he was alive 1905 to 1972. Mm-hmm. I channeled okay. that information. So what do you mean? From having read it in the past, I channeled it. Today. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I knew exactly when he was born and died. So wait, you like emailed Neville? Neville's ghost. Yeah, I did ask for like, but like I said, it's like the way he gives messages. Mm-hmm. It's it's not the most saying like, well, like if he were doing an audio channeling, mm-hmm. then it would be more like you're hearing the person speak through him as a channel. Uh, but with these email messages, it's more so just like a message for you. And I don't know how it is for all other people who ask for advice, but it it was pretty cool. Like, so I want to share it with okay, you. Okay. So you got him. This is a message you got from Neville. Yeah. Goddard. Okay. Yeah. All right. I understand now. All right. And, you know, my dog is, like, chewing his chew bone really loud. Do you think the audio is picking it up? Let me see. But it's really not his fault, and he's part of our collective conscious right here anyway, so he yeah. might have to be part of the podcast. Yeah, I want to make sure we're both... Re- I don't think we're peaking or anything, but let's just not talk for a second. I'll see if I can hear anything. It's probably going to be, like, really low in the background. Okay. If there, If anything... All right. I think we're good. Sorry, I guess he's part of the show now. Yeah, yeah. That might help us pick out a name, logo, visuals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give the dog a bone. The Bone Podcast. There's already a podcast called The Bone Zone. Oh. Uh, so without further ado. Okay, the message from Neville. Yeah. You knew Neville Goddard from another lifetime, and both of you have been twin brothers in previous lifetimes. And, you know, I don't know if this is... If this is like, if somebody's skeptical is listening to that, they're saying like, oh, they're just saying bullshit. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm fully, you know, interpret this however you want. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying it's true or not. This Mm -hmm. is just the message. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, I feel like it's kind of interesting. You, so you have both, you, he's saying, I, I, I knew him in another lifetime and both of you have been twin brothers in previous lifetimes. So those are two, two different examples. He's saying you knew him 
I think he's saying those are two two different things. You yeah, knew like him one time, and you've been twin brothers. Like you knew him in two different lifetimes. Yeah, it's like the way he speaks is kind of general like that. Whoa. Cause it, like he speaks in a way that's kind of like, oh yeah, you've been you've played each other's relationships in your life. Oh, you've been this in different lifetimes. Like. Play different roles with somebody else. He'll say something like that. Yeah. Like in in multiple lifetimes. Oh my gosh. Do you think that's true for everybody you know in your life? I don't know. Maybe. It's possible. Like if you have like a connection with somebody, maybe you do keep getting brought back in different relationships. Yeah. Oh my God. So you are related to Neville Goddard? Yeah. He said that I've been twin brothers with him in previous lifetimes. That's cool. You've been a twin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was pretty significant because it's like a person I'm interested in. I like, like uh, that, like, Oh, you have this connection, but I guess maybe that's how it is in anything. Maybe somebody can just explain it to you. Like maybe you do have a, you feel compelled to something because somebody can explain it as like, Oh, you've had this these other lifetimes i don't know what to what extent it's like hard and fixed or there's things are so permeable that Mm -hmm. time is non-linear and those are that's why you connect with those people or whatever whoa who knows a lot off the bat so moving on okay i was like is that all he said (laughs) because that was a lot but like a little too yeah so he had said I knew him, and we've been twin brothers in previous lifetimes. That was a lot that I said. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that was that information was like, whoa, yeah. like blow your mind. So, but I was kind of hoping, like, did he send a little bit more? Yeah. So there's two full paragraphs. Here, oh, just nice. To give you a teaser. Nice. There's a Jupiter and Saturn connection with him. He came here to Earth to from uh, to Earth to see it from his perspective and to give others guidance. He does connect to his angelic perspective in the higher realms, and you give him feedback of what he has brought to Earth. You actually connect to the numerology of Earth. Currently, you're putting the pieces together from your life perspective. Much of your energy origins come from the Himalayan mountains. You come here to balance the Earth's frequency with yours, but also to observe and absorb the knowledge of the human consciousness, to take what is heavy and bring it to light, to lighten the frequencies for more higher knowledge to be known, such as the Egyptian knowledge casting away its mysteries. Follow your intuition on the matter blessings ivan whoa you know that what that kind of sounded familiar about or something about that what that sounded familiar what's that little guy that i like martias matthias de stefano yes remember he said the inner people <laughs> were traveling to all the different 12 rem- realms Mm -hmm. to see dimensions yeah to see from all perspectives yeah to see the center from all perspectives Mm -hmm. and he was saying neville came here to see it from earth's perspective and to help teach here oh my god (laughs) mark was telling the truth (laughs) mark (laughs) marquis And I only watched episode one of that show. <laughs> and can you imagine what I'm going to learn by the end? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, life is so dense with information. Yeah. And especially all this occult shit <laughs> is really dense. And you have to space it out. And I think that's why it takes your whole life to figure it all out. 
So watch out till I get to episode two of that show. We're talking about the Gaia channel that I got on my Amazon Prime. <laughs> it's where we get all our um, beliefs about the universe. <laughs> I am starting to get my subscriptions worth. <laughs> Whoa, so what do you do with that information now that you got that message from Neville? Do you, do you get to write back, or is it just like he's done now with you? Or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, well, I, I did think it was interesting. There was this, uh, this other guy named, um, what is it, Edward Art? Like, hmm. or, like, yeah, he's Edward Art on YouTube and stuff, but it comes from a Reddit that he had called Edward Art Supply Hands. Is what he was called on there, hmm. but he would like. There's like kind of different people who will approach Neville's work and then do their own work based on that, their own interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was talking about a dream that he had where um, he was seeing Neville Goddard, and he like, like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep thinking we're talking about Harry Potter, <laughs> Neville Longbottom. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'd never heard that name before, Neville. Now I'm hearing it again. Sorry. Keep going. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, he's talking about how he was looking at this bright light and like this beautiful light and that in the dream, he, he, the guy Edward was saying he had, he wanted him to turn and look at him and kind of give him some recognition, like that he's seeing him in a dream and he's someone who's, he feel like feels like he's followed his work faithfully, and, like represented his work. So he was like wanting some attention from him basically. But mm. Neville was looking at this bright light, this big glowing bolt, like sun kind of thing. I think his interpretation was that, and somebody, his girlfriend helped him get this interpretation was like something like him being attached to Neville and that kind of, maybe that egoic kind of level. And Neville's looking at the bigger picture. So like, yeah, him wanting like gratification from him maybe wasn't the point of his work. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had to go a step further. So I was thinking of that, like, with, um, I guess, uh, yeah, it's just, I guess, different different people, like, they live the whole life in a different time, mm-hmm. and it's your choice to take from that, you know, th- how you're going to live your life, like, and yeah, even if that message even just made you stop and think about what he, that Neville guy did and how you can apply that to your everyday life, maybe that's also a piece of the value that you got out of getting that message too. Mm-hmm. If it made you think about it and you thought, am I connected to him? Are, we were twins before. And you think of how he did something, you could like action that in your everyday life maybe. Yeah. Maybe you're meant to. Yeah. I guess like that's that's the reason why you know of some archetype some person's life story it's like your choice to take from that some perspective of your own life yeah or like what you're drawn to or what even what we were talking about what media you're drawn to and what you watch and stuff Mm -hmm. you choose what to take in and what sticks i guess or yeah yeah yeah, I guess like some things are unconscious that you absorb and they might just be there and then you can kind of like after a certain point you can you can see what aspects of 
stories or culture are in your personality and then you can maybe make choices and be be more conscious of like what stories you take in what aspects of those stories you take in Mm -hmm. or to like what you let affect you i think it could also be a possibility that you could channel neville Mm -hmm. if now that you kind of have been made conscious of a connection to him you know all these allegories and things always come back around to looking within. If you're, if you have any connection to him, then it's within anyway. Mm-hmm. So you could probably tap into him again. Yeah. Yeah. I think like it just lets me, gives me a certain feeling, like lets me think a certain way about the world. Like he had a certain approach and I'm not necessarily taking that approach, but like I am, it could be the ideas of like, you controlling your reality that kind of thing like Mm -hmm. just yeah if i take that belief with me in my life seeing what that does yeah so you want to get into our background a little bit yeah let's do it how did we start how did this turn into a podcast well um so i guess our friends have a podcast and You've gone on there as a guest before. You used to have a podcast yeah. called Voyage Down the Amazon. Yep. This is good. I feel like you guys had a good run. <laughs> it was really funny. I, I listened to the whole thing. I loved it. I know. You were a really good regular. <laughs> but yeah, it was good. Like it was uh, good. <laughs> yeah, that was. it was a f- really fun time. Mm-hmm. But you are also a good guest on the other podcast lfts lfts yeah live from the studio live from the studio with jimmy and eric yep so you're in the kind of pantheon of guests on that podcast (laughs) and it's kind of like a i would say joe rogan in that they get into any kind of topics yeah but it's more like dictated by the guests like it's like just kind of like a hangout sesh like yeah jimmy would really like that comparison (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i can see like i like you were talking about how jimmy's into like kind of down to talk about these kind of topics yeah i was was sort of thinking of like well joe rogan's pretty gotten into all all this kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. oh really i've never even listened to joe rogan i don't know anything about him yeah, like DMT and that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, so like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'll yeah. talk about spiritual stuff to a certain extent. Okay, I just, yes, I knew someone smoked a joint on his show. Yeah, Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it a, yeah, it was a blunt. It was pretty oh. funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He okay. kind of like didn't inhale it. <laughs> it was like kind of... Just... That's what everybody always says, that they didn't inhale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In this case, it was like he was doing a bad job smoking because he doesn't smoke weed or something. Oh, okay. He was just trying it for the first time. Hmm. Okay, but, this makes a lot more sense now. I didn't know Joe Rogan tipped into those areas. Yeah. Do you mind if, uh, can you like put the cord, just drape it over the little handle yes. of the thing? I just don't want it to put wear on it, yeah. Oh, because okay. I meant I had. I think I had it over there before. I think I knocked it down. Yeah, that's okay. Is that Perfect. high enough? Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. I just want didn't want it hanging hanging down off the mic. Okay, cool, cool. My bad. No, you're good. Does it affect the audio? 
Well, I just I want to be careful that there that like a short doesn't happen, oh. so that something like that would happen, like it doesn't get recorded. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I voyaged down the Amazon sounded like shit. Yeah, we were rolling around on the floor, getting the cables <laughs> all tangled up between each other's legs and stuff. <laughs> You're on the floor in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just imagine you on the couch. Uh, two on the couch, two on the floor. Okay. <laughs> Why'd you need so much space on the couch? I mean, I guess it's a lot of people. I'm I sure. don't know. <laughs> yeah. I guess you wanted to space out a little bit. Like we were just time. very liberal with the cords, and we were just not really audio engineers. <laughs> yeah. But um. So I was on LFTS. Started running my mouth about the universe. <laughs> Yeah, and so I guess it goes back, like, um, around the pandemic, like, life was so crazy, Mm -hmm. but I guess you, do you have a, you have a little, like, did you have any background in thinking, like, any kind of way, any kind of weird way, aside from back, like, the catholic kind of upbringing yeah i'm like, well, how much time do we have? What (laughs) kind of weird? (laughs) Um, well, I think... Even just uh, just stupid stuff. As a teenager, I feel like my cousins and like my brother and I would always be into like looking up weird stuff like that, or like trying to like do little spells or shit like that, or like or I don't know, like just looking up on like AOL online, like dial-up internet, like looking up like how to make a rain spell. Like I don't know. Mm -hmm. We were probably just seeing. We were talking earlier, like, the 90s was, like, a witchy time in media. There was a lot of witchy stuff on TV and movies. Yeah. And I think that probably influenced a lot of what we did. Like, light as a feather, stiff as a board, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Is everything okay with the Zoom? Yeah, I just wanted to see, like, that the audio is still lighting up. Uh, I just wanted to see while I was talking. Oh, just, nice, just making nice. sure everything's, like, still good. Cool, cool. Which it seems like it is. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you know more about recording than... <laughs> yeah. So you come, people come together with their different strengths, and uh, if you put something out into the universe that you want to do something, then maybe people will compliment you with their skills that make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I guess, like, were you going to say anything? Oh, say I was something? just about to say, yeah, I feel like you can read my thoughts sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, you know, I know we all have a collective conscious, so <laughs> I say it's a matter of factly now. <laughs> it's kind of a prerequisite to this podcast. <laughs> just spit facts like so there's nothing. But um, I think I was just going to say, like, I think different projects that I've worked on, whether it's at work or just on the side, like creative projects, like, I always feel like it's good to never think that you know it all. Because, like, I only only ever know one small part. And it's, like, so much better when, like, everybody's minds come together, not to sound so cheesy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> On a creative project, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess that's the whole design thinking philosophy. I didn't know that. Yeah, I've, I've heard the words design thinking, but I haven't really... It's such a silly grasped. buzzword. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you haven't got it? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't grokked yeah, it? Yeah, I haven't totally grokked it yet. <laughs> You haven't totally grokked it. Um, Shit. Say what grok means on the show. (laughs) Well, that's another thing. (laughs) It means to, like, really understand something. Yeah. But but I could, 
if we were going to actually call the podcast that I did want to <laughs> read <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the origin of it. I hope it's not problematic. No, it doesn't seem like it's from a science fiction. <laughs> Hopefully this guy wasn't like very problematic. If he was, well, we'll just have to change the name <laughs> to some other one. Hopefully like... <laughs> Grok Nation. Yeah. Like, you know, H.P. Lovecraft was very racist. So who knows with any author. Oh, geez. But so far it seems like something that people use a lot in technology and stuff. I think it sounds like an awesome wrestler's name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's something powerful. It, it makes you know what it makes me think of? There's this um uh myth of a giant that used to con that used to control Britain mm-hmm. that they took over to whoever the people were, and his name was Gog Magog. He was mm-hmm. a, a one eyed giant. <laughs> <laughs> This is giving me a lot of good imagery ideas for our like logo and stuff. Yeah. Grok, the wrestler, and then Omblom, what'd you call it? The giant. Um, uh, Gog Magog. Gog Magog. One-eyed. Yeah, one-eyed giant, I think. It kind of looks like this, that painting over there that's staring at me through the mirror. <laughs> Have You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I have this like, yeah, painting in my place with these eyes and stuff. It's kind of creepy. It looks like beautiful, but anyway. That's just... <laughs> so, um, way, way off topic, but Grok, I just would, let's talk about Grok a little bit more. Yeah, so I've heard the name of this novel because there's a song called Stranger in a Strange Land, hmm. but it's a pretty like, like, ring, like, like rolls off the tongue stranger in a strange land mm-hmm. but uh it's a 1961 science fiction novel huh. um it was coined by american writer robert a heinlein he was an aeronautical engineer and naval officer science fiction writer who died in 1988 i'm just seeing if there's any oh he, his plots often pose provocative situations which challenge conventional social mores his work continues to have an uh, blah, blah, influence. He was bald in nineteen sixty seven. Jesus Christ this is all adding up. Um can you look can you look up Hopefully when he not. died in nineteen eighty eight? Because I'm kinda concerned about something now. What that he might be him. <laughs> when did he die? In... <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Is it your birthday? <laughs> He died. I'm hyperventilating. (laughs) Okay, we don't know how long it takes to do this, but he died May 8th, 1988. And I was born, like, I don't know, 20 some days later, okay? It might take a couple of days to kind of bounce. (laughs) I don't know why we both kind of just knew that was going to be the answer. Wow. And his name, and what does he have to do with Grok Nation? <laughs> he invented the word. He invented Grok Nation. Yeah. He invented the word Grok. So, was it in the science fiction book? Yeah. In what context? Like, how do you just start a word? I want to try. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess, I guess I read about, like, maybe a couple more words that were like this. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, cause it's actually in the book. 
it's a i know, swear he so it kind of looked like me too <laughs> i'm sorry keep going so it's a martian word in the book oh um so yeah it's like the martians language in this book so and they okay that's an easy way to make up a word yeah <laughs> <laughs> but this alien race has a word okay um it's not their it's not their race it's a word that they used so <laughs> oh yeah yeah so, i know i, yeah, I understand i just, I just want to make sure you, that sorry was it okay that i said alien race or alex is actually not a race it's a word that they use you're sounding very racist right now <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> but uh okay descriptions of grok I, I thought it was pretty cool so um grok means to understand of course but dr mahmoud who might be termed the leading terran expert on martians which i think terra is like earth i've heard hmm. it referred to that uh explains that it also means to drink and a hundred and quote a hundred other english words which we think of it as antithetical concepts. Grok means all of these. It means fear. It means love. It means hate. Proper hate for the Martian, uh, for or proper hate for by the Martian map. You cannot hate anything unless you grok it to understand it so thoroughly that you merge with it and it merges with you. Then you can hate it by hating yourself. But this implies that you love it too, and you cherish it and would not have it otherwise. Then you can hate, and I think Martian hate is an emotion so black that the nearest human equivalent could only be called mild distaste, I guess, in the Martian context. So, yeah. Whoa. And it's saying, uh, grok means identically, identically equal. The human cliche, this hurts me more than it hurts does you, has a di distinctly Martian flavor. The Martian seems to know distinctively what we learn painfully from modern physics that the observer acts with observed the, or with observed through the process of observation grok means to understand so thoroughly that the observer becomes part of the observed to merge blend intermarry lose identity in group experience this mean it means almost everything that we mean by religion philosophy and science and it means as little to us as color does a, to a blind man I guess that was just in that quote from the book okay now now i understand why you're saying the word grok is used a lot in this space like mm -hmm. in the occult kind of space because as you were reading that it kind of just sounded like i was hearing allegory allegory i was hearing <laughs> allegories everywhere about like having to understand every perspective to you can't hate something unless you really understand it like um, and a lot of like, um, some of the hermetic principles, I think, or I'm probably going to misquote something. I'm not an expert, but is like, um, there are something I like, there is no such thing as war because like in a war, no one is right or wrong. You know what I mean? Like the, the wars that we have on our planet and stuff like that between different countries and things like the, I guess the overall belief is that like neither side is right or wrong ever. And until you can understand that, like, it's, uh, you're just not with it, man. <laughs> until you get that, uh, you're just, like, uh, out of your element, dude. 
but it's all about i just feel like all this shit there's all these allegories about having to understand perspective and like the other perspective and like you're just kind of a fool if you don't consider all perspectives yeah um and i'm just kind of over that fool's journey bro and (laughs) (laughs) i'm ready for that hero's journey (laughs) you know i i did find interesting that the word faceted like facet oh yeah like multifaceted multifaceted yeah you can use that for a crystal so like the sides of a crystal oh yeah facets just that that was interesting you're like a crystal like do people have different angles perspective like kind of like perspectives of them oh that's cool yeah yeah like a crystal and you know how many crystals Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) he's got a lot of them that he wants to sell i was just about to plug you heard my thought again i swear like the more and more that i read into this woo woo stuff (laughs) the more you start to notice stuff like i swear whenever i have a thought now i i notice more and more when someone says it right when i'm about to say it or when i withhold it or something you know i don't know how our thoughts are this powerful (laughs) (laughs) well we were talking about that last time you had all these crystals and you were kind of maybe deciding to let them go i know but like i was about to say it just now i was about to be like and this is a plug for alex's world on ebay (laughs) which is not launched yet we're still in pre-launch but (laughs) I was about to say it, and then you just said it. Yeah. You well, know? we were talking about crystals. So it was <laughs> just a so, on something we talked about. Damn. So you think there's like a rational explanation for <laughs> yeah, everything? <laughs> just in this, I'm, I feel like perhaps I should be more like a skeptic or like a man of science at some, <laughs> some point, just to offer like a certain grounded kind of perspective. It's true. <laughs> I think this might just be a thing that we talked about. I'm just bringing up regular connections and conversation. Oh man, so I am starting to sound like I'm on like a spaceship. No man, there's no rules. I'm just <laughs> I'm just giving you a little taste of what you're gonna get on the podcast. That mm-hmm. you'll get you know, we're not way out there, these people no. who are just like untethered. No, I am not way out there. <laughs> we are far in and far out um but yeah did you have anything else so um so you had a little bit of like interest in magic and stuff as a kid mostly you've been living your life just kind of as a sheltered good christian (laughs) minion just going going punching in punching out Mm -hmm. got a good life um but uh um but yeah, I think it, I'm still curious or like seeking about, you know, like I've always been drawn to the unknown or like the, the unexplained, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just true in like the media that I consume, like the movies that I like or the books that I like to read. But then maybe that also makes me drawn to it in like this other woo woo stuff to read about, like the more spiritual stuff. Like, I guess if you're just drawn to it or you're kind of seeking it, you're going to figure it out at the right time or something, but I guess we're both kind of like seeking or interested in it right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Is that how you feel? Cause I kind of, it kind of comes and goes in waves for me. Um, but maybe that's okay. Like maybe you're not supposed to consume it all at once. Maybe you're supposed to kind of consume it throughout your life or something like that as you kind of understand maybe. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I guess, I guess, uh, spiritual stuff maybe isn't for every, every person to engage 
with. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? But like, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess it it can it kind of comes in different contexts it, at different times for me. Yeah. Like at a certain time, it was just because I was doing psychedelics and the world was kind of going crazy a couple years ago. So it kind of felt like oh, like a new world is is maybe being birthed. So things mm-hmm. were I was a little untethered from regular reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, at the time it just kind of, well, I guess I always had like a feeling like I knew that pop cultural people, people like David Bowie or just like, just a lot of big pop culture stuff I knew, or like, um, art. I was like, Oh, they would say this symbolizes this in art. And I knew that a certain aspect of that was esoteric, like just symbolism. I knew that there was something to do with magic there. Mm-hmm. So I, I had a thought a few years ago before I got into this stuff, mm-hmm. but I also was in, into magic and stuff as a kid, it, pretty big, like in the actual, like looking into spell books and stuff like yeah. that, but I wasn't into it in the past few years, but I put in the back of my mind, I was like, if I ever run out of stuff to make art about, if I'm looking for something to make art about, I was like, oh, I'm going to look up symbology, that kind of stuff in mm-hmm. art and look up whatever this esoteric stuff. Cause like, William Blake and people like that. Like I, I, I remember that they would be referring to stuff like symbolism. So I, I knew I, w- I was like, Oh, I'll look into this at some point. Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic happened. Like, and then I just kind of like, I was had time to look into stuff. Um, and I just kind of was open to it at the time. Yeah. I mean, I never actually thought mate connected the dot, but maybe <coughs> because of like, <clears throat> I think maybe the, pandemic because it caused so much uncertainty and stuff like that and a lot of fear and stuff um i don't know if that um if there's any correlation into why i was like maybe more open to uh or open or interested in like researching more of like is there anything else (laughs) than like just this or something because it was pretty bleak and like weird for a while maybe i was maybe that was what got me back into thinking about it but um yeah, I guess I'm really similar to you. Like, I was interested in it as a kid. Then I think I was thinking about this, too. Like, you mentioned it, too. Growing up, a lot of people in our generation also started, like, proclaiming that they were atheists. Like, mm-hmm. which I'm sure isn't anything new to our generation. I'm sure every, you know, generation, it, just young people, you quest, people question their, like, maybe religious upbringing and stuff. Yeah. Um, but now the older I get, the more interested I, I am in like reverting back to kind of some of the spiritual stuff. And maybe, maybe it's a nostalgic comforting thing of like, it just comes in cycles. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, it definitely makes sense why people would kind of rebel and like be turned off if, if you're forced to do it. And from my perspective now, a lot of those religions seem like they have a lot of faults. So they might have a, like a little, like a, and like from my perspective now i can i i don't make fun i wouldn't make fun of christianity or judaism or mm-hmm. anything for those like the crazy outlandish metaphysical stuff like mm-hmm. i may have as a young person like oh this stuff sounds ridiculous obviously it's not true mm-hmm. but i definitely would say there's a lot in there like i almost think that that there may be like um controlling aspects put in those religions or something that are kind of like like meant to manipulate people that's just like Mm -hmm. one way of looking at it Mm -hmm. so i um i guess i can definitely understand why people are turned off of it 
but I've also heard of people who grow up Catholic that they're like open to ghosts and stuff like that. So certain, yeah. certain people, it leaves a door open for looking into stuff on your own. Yeah. Also, also my family wasn't like really, um, regular church goers or anything like we kind of just had to do Sunday school and just like, I don't know, went, went, went through the motions and got it over with. But then we weren't like a really church going kind of, I never had to go to confessional. It was more like, eh, if you want to talk to God, you can do it on your own. <laughs> you don't have to go to a confessional, you know, like I guess I was raised pretty laid back up with it too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess I just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just I'm, left it up for the rest of my life to figure it out if I want to mm-hmm. believe in it or not, or I can go back to it if I want to, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, I was talk, talking to my neighbor outside one time. She's like um, a really religious woman. I knew that because like, uh-huh. she always talks to the new neighbors when they move in. Um, so like my neighbors had given me a heads up about that. Uh-huh. But I, I got into talking, this was during the pandemic, like mm-hmm. just talking about religion because i was like oh yeah i'm jewish because she was telling me like hey do you go to i'm a christian like uh-huh. she's like asking me about religion and stuff uh-huh. asking me if i wanted to go to church uh-huh. and um um she we were so i was like you know it would usually be un, uncomfortable but at that time i i was particularly like exploring all this stuff so i was like uh-huh. okay let me just connect with her in this conversation how yeah. i can but it left it open to like saying like, oh yeah, maybe I'll go to church with you. And then she yeah. was like, hey, you promised to go to church with me the next time I saw her. You should kept... go. No, no, it's like <laughs> evangelical, some mega church around here. Oh. Like, maybe not mega church, but just some weird like evangelical, just like very right wing, whatever that evangelical Maybe through is. this project that we're doing, we should see every perspective. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go with you. <laughs> this was a time when um, she said that nobody was wearing masks. And, you know, it's it's divisive. I don't have a particular opinion. Um, but she was saying, oh, yeah, nobody wears a mask or something. When they ask people to re- I don't know if they, she's, I think she said, oh, yeah, they have a, a mask area. But it but it did it, it did enlighten my perspective of this is how people are feeling at the time in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. She was saying, oh, we have this little, basically like a little pulpit like a juror's box of people who want to wear masks and hmm. then everybody else didn't want to wear masks and <laughs> they were all, and then they raised their hands of who had gotten covid and like everybody raised their hand pretty much mm-hmm. but that that was a positive thing and it, it sounded a little bit crazy to me because i hadn't really been doing much yeah. um but i just didn't definitely didn't want to go to her church at that point <laughs> um, wait but, it kind of sounds kind of cool the mask area and non-masked area yeah it kind of gives the vibes of like um the smoking section yeah in the in the restaurants growing up yeah i mean you could it, choose to be in the smoking <laughs> section or the non-smoking section it makes sense just at the time it was like that's not really making me feel safe like a billion people with no masks and then for you to be at the mask section like with all these people <laughs> but uh, but that like that's its own thing i like that's a, it's all conversation its own conversation stuff yeah. about around covid and mask and stuff but um but what what she said was that's that stuck with me in this conversation was mm-hmm. um oh yeah but like you know you i was raised blah 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 and but but when you really like get to know god yourself like per, it becomes personal when you're an adult or something she was connecting to what i was saying oh. and uh 
that could be true like like for her she was saying it was religion and she she kind of like like said like for some people it's like nature like whatever it is for you if it's god or nature she said it in a very mocking way with her eyebrows she was like some people it's like nature whatever that means <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah she was saying like when when it becomes it's very personal when it becomes your own as an adult or something like that oh. and i do connect with that like whatever your spiritual path is that, that, yeah. that can be true i kind of like that too it's like telling someone that you don't have to go to church to talk to god like and then it kind of becomes more and more internal the older you get when you realize that we're all just God, man. <laughs> yeah. as one idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that's interesting that through this uh, little intro, I learned more about you and kind of the similarities of our upbringings, even though you were j- raised Jewish and I was raised Catholic, but you kind of had the interest in like the magic and like the occult <laughs> stuff, even like young too. Yeah. And you're always just kind of curious and researching it and stuff. And I almost viewed it mostly as entertainment. Mm-hmm. And then I still do sometimes like it's fun to think about, like I don't have to believe everything I read or hear about, but so in a way it, it is a little bit of entertainment, the curiosity of like researching this stuff, you know? Yeah. And maybe that's why it's like, it's so interesting or why we're drawn to it. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think people, different people can come at ideas from a different point. Like it can serve a different purpose in your life Mm -hmm. for some people, conspiracy and stuff like that can be a negative thing in their life. Or for some people it's, you can just be for fun. Like Mm -hmm. it depends what role it plays in your life. Yeah. Um, But same with magic and stuff. Um, could just be fun to think about, or it can be for actually trying to solve a problem in your life or trying to feel better about your life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's served multiple purposes for me. I haven't really like necessarily done hardcore spells and stuff like that, but I mm-hmm. think just over time it's kind of shaped the way I think about things and seeing if I can kind of shape my experience by my perspective. Yeah, Changing and when it. you say magic, you it, it can also just mean sort of like how some people call it praying or like mm-hmm. manifesting or it does, you're not always lighting 12 ca- or 13 candles or anything right or yeah or, <laughs> or sometimes candles. you can be i mean shit i have <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want to do but yeah. it can mean right like it can mean a lot of different things when you say it right yeah i do kind of think because like i remember even just in this magic course that i was t- on one time online he was saying uh that um like the end result of learning all this stuff like the magical rituals like he was saying the end result of being a magician is that you won't even need to do a ritual to do those things i like that so i kind of took that like message like oh you don't like just if you can really tune your mind then maybe you can just live like like that yeah i like that a lot that's like the goal i think mm-hmm. <laughs> To like be the be the magician, like be the be in control of how you react to everything around you, not necessarily controlling other things or people, but being in control of yourself and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, um, you want to talk about the question idea or? <laughs> yeah, um... <laughs> I'm doing a little podcast overview. <laughs> um. Because we were talking about, I liked what you were talking about, how even as we research this stuff, it's kind of helpful to hear it from different perspectives, too. And yeah. maybe, and 
what were you saying about how a lot of the stuff, especially the allegorical stuff, is oftentimes posed as a question or uh, or how the teacher and am I am I saying this yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Are you saying this right? <laughs> oh my God, you're teaching me. What's it called actually, master? <laughs> Yeah, um, well, yeah, I guess I noticed that, like, um, in examples, like, there's lots of writings about different religions, Buddhist and different stuff like that. There's lots of traditions with a, uh, what do you call it, um, guru, with a guru and a student. A yeah. yeah, a guru yeah. and a student. Yeah, whether yeah. it's the Buddha or just like a master, somebody yeah, who's yeah. very enlightened. And what I noticed that I was saying to Alex recently was that um, it kind of, it seems like a lot of the times it comes in the form of a question. And I noticed that that, that was an aspect of Judaism too, like just how, oh, really? how Jewish people talk in a family. I, I heard this, that they're like, I guess asking questions like they'll they like to debate conversations um but yeah i think there was something about that putting something in the form of of a question Hmm. um but that did just make me think like because uh i am just kind of in like a searching like i'm open to hearing different ideas and i think we're we're both kind of like that at this point we're not really trying to tell people what to think but we like thinking about things and so um I was thinking maybe we'll pose a question for some of these topics for the podcast that it's like, like a kind of open-ended question. Mm-hmm. I can give you like an example of some, some of the things I was thinking of. And it made sense too, because a lot of the um, alchemy books that I have bought and I tend to buy a lot of books. I don't really read many of them, but <laughs> <laughs> um, one of them that I haven't really cracked yet, uh, something about Tale of Beelzebub, I forget. <laughs> but it's all these short stories, and they're all allegories, and a lot of them involve like a, a guru and a student. Oh, and, yeah, right. And the stories are told through questions and allegories and i don't know it kind of makes you figure it out on your own Mm -hmm. which is kind of like everything in life when you put yourself in a new situation or you try something new like the answer usually i feel like it usually comes to me from within (laughs) eventually not to sound corny but like don't you just usually figure shit out that you're stressed about you just you kind of always get get the answer eventually yeah um but you always have to figure it out on your own like i don't know it's like a feels like a trick of the universe but um I don't know all that all those writings and things that I've been sort of looking at uh <laughs> involve the questions like you're talking about. Yeah. I think it helps you process information and really learn it when you have to figure it out on your own, I guess. Is mm-hmm. maybe the message of the whole thing, right? Yeah, I mean, I think there's even like a question it kind of relates to like I've heard and just going off in a tangent, but like the alien question like the free will like that they can't just inter interact with our our civilization and like change things maybe like maybe there's a certain free will aspect or something like that it's kind of like that with the teacher that Hmm. like they're not going to say like this is what you have to think this is the enlightenment that you need to have maybe it's a free will question it's kind of like saying that the the information is here here's information for you and it's up to you to take that and do what you will. So it's making it your choice rather than a teacher, like forcing you to have a certain opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel about 
the stuff that I'm interested in now. Like I wouldn't, I don't really want to force it upon somebody who's not, who doesn't express interest. And if I do, it's just saying like, I'm interested in this stuff. Like I'm not trying to push it on you, but like, so yeah, just like a free will thing. Hmm. I never thought about it that way. Do you think everybody always arrives at the same answer because we all have one collective conscience? <laughs> is that why the guru doesn't just outright say it? Like, I always wonder, why don't they just outright say it? Is it because they know you'll figure it out anyway? Or maybe it is like the, they don't, they don't want to bias you, like you said, <laughs> the free will thing. Well, I, I just think it's like a, um, what do you call it? In, in teaching, like, um, uh, What's it? Um, and it's of course not representing me well that I can't learn. Like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and I want to say cognitive, but it's like <laughs> it's okay, just, memorizing. No, memorizing the timetables. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, it's like the opposite of that. Like where, oh. where you have to use your brain to think <laughs> to think of things. What's that called? It's like. Um, um connecting dots um yeah and there's a um there's a good word for it yeah i don't know it's like um <laughs> hmm <laughs> <laughs> figure it out the 90s show with summer sanderson or whatever her name is summer sanders yeah i don't know if i remember that it. program oh it was called figure it out. That's another word for it, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's like I know what you mean, but I I don't know what the word is. I keep is. thinking cognitive dissonance and I keep thinking reading comprehension. Correlation? It's close. It's close yeah, to Yeah, I know what you mean though. It's like Tell me when you remember it. Yeah, I, I will. <laughs> it's like we want to give kids these skills the skill which is to think on your own and arrive at your own conclusions critical thinking critical thinking oh there hell go. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go okay so that <laughs> um i guess i i guess like a guru teaching somebody something they want the student to have critical thinking so that they think. teach a man to fish. Right. That kind of thing. <laughs> Another allegory, man. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, what were you about to read off your phone? Um, so, yeah, just like some ideas of questions. Oh, questions. Thank right. you. Yeah. Bringing me back. I'm sorry. No. I, yeah. You know, I haven't podcasted in a while. I keep going off on little tangents. Mm-hmm. And this is heavy stuff, man. Yeah. Talking about God. So. Yeah. <laughs> but this is just a little... Um, little taste for you okay let's hear one um let's see <clears throat> okay so we were talking about the mono myth like um joseph campbell like uh he, like the idea that there's this same story that shows up in so many different stories across the world yeah and yeah, pop yeah culture and stuff it's uh-huh. kind of it's almost like the sit the sitcom like format where um where there's a certain formula for something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, idea. is it kind of like what I always talk about the hero's journey? Yeah, exactly. It's like everything's the same goddamn story. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> I, I, was, I love it. Yeah. We, I mean, we all love it for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like so I was thinking going. about that and I arrived at this question. 
because I was thinking about like, is it special each individual telling of that story? Like, does it take away from the specialness or something with it being showing up everywhere mm-hmm. or being used so much? So does the origin, does the idea of a mono myth, that idea, um, take away the originality of artist of our artistic and pop cultural stories, or does it allow humans of different walks of life to relate better to one another? Hmm. Like, uh, that's I'm, like does yeah. That's interesting. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. No, I was about to answer the question. I was like, whoa, and then I was like, oh, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> 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 no, I really like that though. That does help me kind of contextualize what you meant by like a pretty open-ended question. Mm-hmm. That would be yeah. We could talk about that for a good hour. Yeah. <laughs> No, I love that kind of stuff. I don't even know if I remember that that had a term, monomyth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, monomyth. Thought, I thought maybe you had said that or something, but maybe I, yeah, we heard talk, that. Maybe we talked about it last time we hung out, but I, my memory's shot. Yeah. I'm so glad we're, we're taping this this mm-hmm. time. <laughs> I got to let my dog out. Cool. Podcast is authentic. Chill. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting up for one second. Let's see if there's any other ones. We we are at a, about fifty minutes or so. I think that's it was it was about that on there, so it's good for the first episode. Yeah. Um. And if I didn't already say so, yeah, I grew up Jewish, but not very religious. Like we would get together on holidays, like major holidays. So there was like a family rit- ritual kind of, and we would read a, a story of Passover, like do that seder and like read mm-hmm. these little cue cards because my grandma was a teacher, had had like pages that we would all read from um but yeah like my neighbor was saying about making it your own like i i guess like i guess i was open-minded i i could i could kind of understand this idea of god but but i guess i more so i kind of didn't relate to it but i guess i did use prayer because like i would Hmm. just do that like out of habit i guess through all those years when i wasn't like i kind of was not really i wouldn't say i was really religious but i did use that prayer and kind of just believed an idea an idea of god yeah like did you have is it almost like having an internal monologue and like thinking about things that you really hope for or think for is that what you mean about praying in your head or like i actually just used it how i traditionally saw it like portrayed feel free if you need to go to the door (laughs) (laughs) but uh just like the classic like laying in my bed at night and I would like talking to God. I, I would like be thankful. I would thank for the things that I did have. Yeah, but that's I, what I thought yeah. you meant. Yeah, I guess I, I, I'm sure I would. Yeah, I, I think I did ask for things for myself and probably for other people who I knew. So just that kind of idea, just classic, like classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I would do. I'd like lay in bed <laughs> and be like, please bless my mom and dad yeah. and Eric and like, <laughs> and like I straight up still do like sometimes catch myself talking and I'm like, am I just talking to myself? Like, am I, oh my God, is this just an internal monologue? Is this what praying is? I don't know. I'm just like, all right, God, if I just give me one more chance, I will not do that again. Like, I will not fuck that up again, yeah. God. <laughs> and then you're like, God, if you please let me be okay, this one, I swear I'll never do anything. Yeah, it's like that. Is that what you kind of mean, too? Yeah, yeah sure like it kind too, of yeah. just happens naturally when I was a kid, and I kind of still catch myself doing it. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's okay. Like, 
even though we talk about this idea of like God being within you and you are God and that kind of right. stuff, it's okay if that if it serves you to like yeah. think of something p- more powerful than yourself in mm-hmm. this moment, even if it is when you go to that Harry Potter, like going on to the other view of it from later, it really is just you as God. Yeah. But you know, yeah, it's just how you experience it. The Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. <laughs> we got to watch that sometime and, soon. And that did, that influenced me too. Cause I remember thinking about stuff like that where you, where time was kind of out of order and just something that did resonate with me. Like, like that it was you from a different time. Like you, like Bill and Ted, they did the same thing. Oh, uh, okay. Um, where they give themselves a key. They like, they place a key in the future and they're like, Oh, we got to remember to go back and do actually do that. So we actually have this key, which we have now. And, oh yeah. yeah yeah that kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. so i guess there's kind of like archetypes or like examples of things in media that maybe just spark your interest and mm-hmm. stuff in the matrix and stuff like that yeah and if if it's in all these freaking shows and cartoons it must be true it must be real <laughs> i kind of think that way sometimes yeah. i'm like well this is not a coincidence this keeps coming up <laughs> yeah i guess like one thing i was gonna say is like we are kind of like coming up there is so much just kind of materialism and like logic and we could discuss like where that comes from. Cause I, I know it comes from the scientific method and a certain like type of scientific process that developed in the late eight, 1700s. Cause like before that there was like the um, like kind of like combined, there was like the alchemy and like kind of like science and spirituality were combined. Mm-hmm. And then I guess there was more of a development of the scientific method. Mm-hmm. So I think that created, maybe those people still believed in God, like Newton and stuff like that. I would imagine they were still kind of religious, but hmm. there was kind of like this scientific worldview that I don't know how it like, but just that's the way we are now. Like most society is usually like if you're logical and feel like you're a smart person, you'll feel like, I just don't believe in anything that's kind of like more out there. Right. I guess cause it's not provable. Mm-hmm. I guess you kind of, you're kind of proved by your own experience. So that, that to me is kind of like where I see truth coming from. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like I can resonate with truth from people who I, I haven't necessarily had the experience, but I can resonate that they're talking about their experience and mm-hmm. kind of take something from that. Yeah. I was just going to throw this out there as a correlation but um part of my ebay shop alex's world is kind of you know freeing myself of the material things Mm -hmm. in this apartment yeah (laughs) as i you know drop this weighted lead off of me and transform into gold Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i don't need all these books and objects around here yeah (laughs) you'll just wear a a simple suit of white clothes <laughs> a golden gown of light. <laughs> yeah, we got to keep reminding everyone we're not, this this podcast is not like preaching or anything yeah. like that. We are not experts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we will be wearing all white. <laughs> Whatever we record this and just in our all our media will be all white and just like glowing <laughs> we'll we'll have to express on social media that we have no faults or anything we're just perfect beings but no that's being facetious obviously yeah i do keep buying moldavite which apparently was in the holy grail so we'll see if this if it works yeah <laughs> um 
what else should we cover was that a good intro yeah i think that was pretty good that um, was a good intro of what the show might be about mm-hmm. nothing crazy <laughs> <laughs> nothing too crazy that you can't handle if i could summarize that that was nothing <laughs> nothing crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the name of the show nothing crazy here <laughs> it could be a ta- little sub line yeah sub line <laughs> nothing crazy to see you (laughs) if any people from our work see this there's nothing crazy you don't even need to listen to it (laughs) yeah and this is a religion so (laughs) oh no it's not a religion i don't want us to say we're starting a religion here no that's okay if it's for your work (laughs) you can say it's a religion the only religion you need is inside bro yeah (laughs) I don't even say bro, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, guys. He says it all the time. <laughs> I feel like you said bro at some other point. Tonight, yeah, beginning. I know. <laughs> but it was in a character. Yeah. That's the, like, sp- spiritual zen Alex character for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. Spiritual right. bro. Spirit- spiritual bros. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> I'm already imagining merch and stuff. I'm just kidding. <laughs> So how do we sign off this show? Um, I feel like everybody, uh, at least the podcasts I listen to, they always say keep on doing something. Yeah. Um, but we don't have to do that. That's, that's what they do. Yeah. We can just be like, grok out. Yep. Grok out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I just thought of another t-shirt. Grok out with your... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone probably already made that. Probably not. I don't know. It's like a computer like, term. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how popular this term is. Well, hopefully it's trademarkable. I think, uh, what's his name? Your former lifetime. I think he owns the trademark. Oh, but, hell yeah. Okay, I need to start channeling him. <laughs> Peter Haywood. I need to write that down. I kind of look, he kind of had the similar profile of my, of me. And he was sure was bald, and that's where I'm headed. <laughs> Don't say that. Neither of us are are going to be bald. That's true. I forgot. Our thoughts are very powerful. <laughs> my shampoo is going to start working. My hair is going to start coming back. <laughs> All right. That was a good first episode. Yep. All right. Rock out. Rock out. <laughs>